coming up on Man Enough. I think the Kens represent the patriarchy that you lose either way. And who actually represents men is Alan. You think that most men relate to Alan? To me, what Alan represents is who men could be, which is individuals. He clearly wants the best for the Kens and the Barbies, but that he's an outsider to both groups. And I think a lot of men feel that way, right? That they grew up seeing what masculinity is, quote unquote, supposed to be. And they're like, I'm not that. And I don't fit into that. And then I'm also, I like women, but I'm not a woman. So who who am I? Being man enough, what does that mean? It's really manly to mess up, admit you're wrong, and then grow. I couldn't accept that I was evil. So maybe I'm broken, but those broken things could be corrected. Intimacy between a father and a son is me just wanting to like put my head in your lap. I love you, son. You haven't called me benevolent sexist, but my experience is women are better. Even if it's a positive, it's still not equality. I don't blame men for that. I just blame the system. This is Man Enough. Welcome, everybody, to the Man Enough Podcast. I am Jamie Heath. I, I am Liz Plank, but I will only be referred to as Barbie. Okay. Well, the, from, I, from now on. I, I don't know if I can call you Barbie. We got to talk about that. This is the Man Enough Podcast. It is. And uh, we are here to talk about fun things like masculinity and how we can be better humans, how to be better men, how to champion women, how women might even be better. How can you help men? How the vice versa, all of that. Um, and we are going to have a special episode. Yes. Because you're wearing pink. I am. We are going to discuss, not give a review about Barbie. No. But we're going to just talk about how we're feeling about it. And in yes. fact, so I can stand in solidarity with oh. you. Oh, I got, oh. A, I got a little something here. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me put it on. Whipping right. it. Wow. For people who are listening to this and not seeing this, but please go to YouTube and watch this. Jamie just whipped out a uh, hot pink blouse. And uh, just put it around his neck in in a very Ken fashion. It's your blouse, by the way. I took it, it from, your, from, it your, uh, from your from from your dress. But I'm very touched that you're wearing it. <laughs> no, hey, it's I actually my favorite color growing up was hot pink. It was this exact color. Did you feel like you could say that? Yeah, sure. I had no you, you weren't yeah, you weren't I like that's wear, for girls. Uh, I, I nah, can't. No, no, no. Hot pink. I loved hot pink. Oh wow, that's nice. Dark, dark uh, emerald green is now my favorite color. It's oh. been like for my adult life, but my like you know like teenage years and kid youth. Ages. I mean, same. That's why we get along. <laughs> there it is. So, um, you just said to recall you Barbie. Mm-hmm. All right, can I talk about that yeah. for a minute? I can't call you Barbie. Why? Because if I ever would have called a woman Barbie, I would have been slapped. Yes, I think Any like man, 10 days ago. That would have been like, what the heck? How can you reduce a woman? I feel like a woman would have said, don't reduce me to a doll and to an mm-hmm. object, to a thing, a sexual this or that. Or Barbie's meant to be like, um, especially stereotypical Barbie mm-hmm. as a blonde bimbo this. I'm not saying that blondes are that, but that yes. was the, the narrative. Yeah. So to call someone a Barbie would be belittling a woman. And you're telling me I can call you Barbie. That's confusing for me. I understand that. Look, 10 days ago, I hadn't thought about Barbie for the last 20 years. And now I, I would I would take a bullet for her. I, I've become more defensive of her than, than I can't even remember feeling this passionate about defending a, a fictional <laughs> toy, right? Of, 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 like a fictional character. And, and especially 
one that I have felt uncomfortable with for for most of my life. You know, I'm with you where, well, Barbies were like contraband in my house. I was not allowed to, we weren't allowed to buy Barbies. They could only be like acquired from, Mm. you know, neighbors. I kind of had like the weird Barbies coming through. Remember Mm. the weird Barbie in the movie that's all, you know, Mm. screwed up. So we would get those and we would would play with those. But I knew that Barbies were bad, right? Uh, And my mom, you know, it was for the very obvious reason that she didn't want me to, you know, have body image issues or again, limit myself to that. Right. So, but the Barbie movie addresses that. I think that that is still a really valid, valid criticism for a lot of people who are feeling this way. I think that for me, the experience of watching the the, the movie, and especially in, in those first few minutes where she's extremely feminine, right, um, and, and extremely stereotypical Barbie, I had this, this yeah, sort of I was wrestling with myself where I was like, oh, I, I'm uncomfortable, but she's also empowered. But why do I think she's not powerful because she's wearing pink? We all have internalized sexism, right? We, we all, you know— swim in the same water where femininity is is below okay. masculinity and feminine things are devalued in our society. And so femininity in in, in general, be, be, because of that, it doesn't just make men devalue it. It makes women devalue it too and devalue ourselves. And so there, you know, again, just the idea that that I am could be minimized by you drawing attention to my to, to my appearance, mm. which is a real thing in our society, okay. right? Like that doesn't happen to to men. We don't think less lesser of a man because he's good looking and or again, sort of um, fitting into the standards of masculine, you know, like a, like a good masculine appearance. Why do we do it to, to, to women? And so I started wondering, I was like, did I hate Barbie because she, she's a woman? Like, am I, have I just been no, like, I don't think did I internalize it. all of this? I don't think you did. I mean, I in, think that's so, so sorry. Well, I was going to say part of the movie is about reclaiming the story that, you know, Mattel claims is how it all happened, which was they're saying that the doll wasn't this, you know, sex object. It was supposed to be the first time that girls were allowed to play or given a toy that was a real that that, that was a woman that wasn't a mother. Yeah. Right. Or, 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 or that wasn't making them a mother because it was a baby doll. You're listening to the Mad Enough podcast. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Mad Enough podcast. First of all, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I have no okay. problem with the movie. Okay. Uh, well, not true. Were there parts that made you uncomfortable? No, nothing made me uncomfortable. I mean, I, I, there are parts that made me uncomfortable. No, it's, it didn't make me uncomfortable. I, think it's I thought the movie was well done. It's fun. All that. I do have some concerns with how much we're making it some sort of symbol. Okay. Um, and I know that you're one that's championing it, so I'm not at all thinking you're wrong. I mean, I'm yeah, learning yeah. so much from you, so I'm, I'm, I have an open mind to it. And part of this is coming from the perspective of being a black man, having daughters who don't look like stereotypical Barbie. Because so no matter how much we made um, and, and gave light to the other Barbies, this poster child is still stereotypical blonde Barbie. Yes. Skinny body, this, this, that. Margot Robbie, yeah, the most. Margot yeah. Robbie. So we're saying Barbie can be anyone. But the symbol is Barbie, Margot Robbie. So when my daughter, who has curly hair, who's brown skin, and wears this on her head like this. Anyone who can see I'm putting on. So she can have long flowing mm-hmm. hair. And it's never a black towel or a black shirt. It's blonde or white thing or something of that nature. Because she wants to look like Anna and Elsa and now Barbie. Right. Which means that she doesn't embrace. And to her, my beauty 
is not what I am. My beauty is that, even though I won't want her to think that her worth is her beauty, but still she's in a world and there's that. So I still fear that um, just like my wife has an aversion to Disney characters because of the stereotypical, like she grew up thinking I have to look like that and that is the standard to look like Ariel and and the likes. Um, I feel like does this now offer that same thing that our kids are going to go out women are going out and still think that's the standard. Yeah. Even though the movie addresses all that, mm-hmm. it's still, yeah. you know. Now, if I see a thick someone else woman mm-hmm. walking down the street claiming to be Barbie and it's changed that narrative and now, okay, and now those Barbies are flying off the shelf, but I don't think those Barbies are flying off the shelf. I think the Barbies that are flying off the shelf are probably the Margot Robbie looking ones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the film... And not it, the... Sorry. Not there's anything wrong with Margot Robbie looking of like course. how she looks. She is beautiful and wonderful and all sure. that and should be championed. Yes. But. No, and, and I, I totally agree, right? It, it, it in a way, it, it whitewashes or, or whatever, right? The, the actual, <laughs> you know, doll and the history of the toy, which in the in the movie it's cast very you know in in a very diverse way there's a is. there's a trans barbie there's a or, or a woman who's trans who's who's playing one of the barbies and there's every you know size every and and, and, it's, and yeah it's very diverse in that way but that's not representative of actually to, to your point right i think the first black barbie was like in i don't know the number but like late yeah yeah like the 70s and even then there was one right it, it wasn't like there were you know there were many options to be white and many different ways to you know sort yeah. of exist within that imagine then, if the posters that were out yes. were not margot robbie mm-hmm. imagine if all the posters were people of different colors mm-hmm. different sizes different mm-hmm. shapes and that was now the new way that we see barbie yeah i might feel a little bit different i mean some of the posters i will say like i feel like i've seen a lot of those because my my feed is all barbie right now it's just <laughs> okay. uh, barbie, barbie, barbie and uh and a lot of people is right. It, it, right. It's done super well. A lot of you know, it's it's it's, it's an incredibly successful film, um, and a lot of people, you know, are, are seeing. It. A lot of people are talking about it, right? So why? Tell me, yeah. can you do us? Can you do me this? Yeah. And for those who maybe have not seen it, sure. Give us a sixty second, like just bite size enough mm-hmm. trailer. What's the movie about? The movie is about really, you know, the history of Barbie and this sort of projection into the future, sort of utopia of Barbie land, where Barbie has kind of fixed everything <laughs> and fixed uh, sexism. And she's living in Barbie land amongst, you know, Ken's and other Barbies. And it's not presented as a feminist utopia, but that's kind of the undertone of it, where Women do all the jobs. Full Supreme Court is female. The White House is pink. And you sort of see this very sort of happy world for women. And the Kens just do beach. Um, That's their job. So men actually don't have jobs and women have all the jobs, which I would argue is not a feminist utopia. It's just the patriarchy flipped. And so a lot of people have been angry about that portrayal because I think that they are angry at patriarchy or they think they're angry at feminism, but they're actually angry at patriarchy and what this power dynamic that it creates between the genders. Then Barbie goes into the real world and realizes, oh my God, the world has not been fixed. It's it's actually very sexist over there. Ken decides to bring sexism back, uh, you know, patriarchy basically to Barbie land, takes over Barbie land. Barbies have to revert to submissive roles. And now the Kens are in charge and they steal and oppress the women. And it ends with them realizing, you know, that they 
want an equal or egalitarian world. And particularly the ending is very man enough, you know, heavy or, or, you know, has has man enough vibes because Barbie encourages Ken to discover who he really is and how he feels and to, you know, figure out an identity that doesn't um, include Barbie or that doesn't include, you know, his Mojo Dojo Casa house, mm-hmm. right? Like how much money he has or what house he owns or which w- woman he's dating, that 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 he go on this kind of journey of self-discovery and that that's necessary for the project of e- equality. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, is that a good summary? I think that's a great summary. That was really long. Uh, but no, no, it's that was a complex long, that... movie. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, I, I would have to see it again to maybe articulate in the way you did, but um, one time was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, some of the criticisms that you know it's a two-hour commercial and Greta Gerwig sold out. It, it's like we never say that about superhero movies. We never Star said that Wars. about Transformers and Star Wars and you know the male directors who do those movies. So, so I think it's really exposing everyone's perceptions and biases when it comes to women's interests, when it comes to women-created films and films that focus on women, it's really blowing the lid, right? I think it's it's a great movie. I think that the conversation that we're having, you know, because of it is even more rich and But and could you think that, so a month ago, it would have been fair if someone like yourself yeah. and most people would have been like, oh yeah, I don't want any Barbies. I think Barbie represents a terrible sure. thing. Yeah. We all would have been in solidarity on that for the most part. Mm-hmm. I don't know many parents that let their kids play with Barbies anymore. Yeah. Prior sure. to them right now. Sure. Now, Mattel is certainly doing well. For sure. Good for them. Okay. Yeah. For their business. But some people are arguing that this is a great way. Let's use patriarchy. Let's use sexism and everyone's feeling about that so that Mattel can do better in business. I think that's been some of the narrative. It's it's not that there's pure intentions behind this. It's that let's do something and flip the script a little bit and make Barbie a poster child for feminism. And that's not really the pure intention. The intention is so that Mattel it's a movie. The point of a movie is to make money, right? Why would sure, but she we're not need taking, to be more We're like... not taking Transformers or Star right. Wars and trying to change people's minds about some sort of society ill um, and change the culture because there was nothing but ill against— But those films, dude, um, I would argue, like, those films do change culture. All films change culture. No, they culture. do, but, but, but they don't change it in terms of— a, 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 the only reason, like an oppressed people, but but the only reason why the Barbie movie seems that you know transformational is because it's 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 showing something equal, right? Or it's or it's really valuing again f- femininity and 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 womanhood. And the only reason why that's radical is because we all of the other movies don't. Like I would love for the Barbie movie to just be like every other movie. You're listening to the Mad Enough podcast. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Mad Enough podcast. Maybe we jump to how this affects men yes. or how men are portrayed. So, because I, the, yeah, I'm curious what you think because there, there's been kind of stories about men walking out of the movie. Yeah, theater. because here's why. Yeah, which I was actually more interested in the patriarchy and the story to be able to see it. But here's what I got. Yeah, in the beginning of it, um, men were not seen as as valuable. Yes. Then it flipped. Now men are assholes. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, when it flipped, which, of course, he brought patriarchy back to the Barbie world. And now we're jerks. Yeah. And then even when it equals out a little bit, we're still we're still dummies. Yeah. 
So we walk out, I walk in the movie like, well, that wasn't any sort of representation of men. Yeah. Like, okay. But I get the point. Sometimes there's caricatures so that you can make a point. Yeah. But of course men would walk out, a lot of them, if we're thinking like at the expense, why do we have to, be, why does it have to be at the expense of men and our strength and our nobility and our brilliant minds to then champion and recognize what women are going through and then your brilliant selves? Yeah. That's what I did walk away from. I didn't see anything that I'd, my son would be like, oh yeah, there's men in there that represent me. Yeah. I think that Ken is the, the least free character of the Barbie movie. In many respects, even when Ken, the Kens are subservient or whether they're dominating, their entire identity is determined by how other people view them and whether they obey them, right? And and to me, Kens, so I felt the same way. When I watched it the first time, I was a little, I wasn't upset, but I was disappointed because I thought, here we go detractors of feminism already think that we're trying to oppress men and now they're going to use the Barbie movie as an example and people are going to think that that's what feminism is. Barbie land at the beginning of the movie is not feminism. It's 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 patriarchy. And I yeah, I I I I sympathize with men who sat there and were like this sucks. Yeah, either I'm, you know, kind of just do beach and I'm not really important or I'm a jerk. And I wish that it lasted a little bit longer. <laughs> I wish that she'd gone into what does it mean to be Kanaf, which I would love to know if you feel Kanaf and when was the last time that you felt Kanaf? <laughs> and what does it mean to be Kanaf? I have no idea what that even but, means. But I think that Kens don't represent men. I think that Kens represent the patriarchy, right? That you lose either way. And who actually represents men is Alan. Like, Alan is who men could be without the patriarchy. And See, that's a tough, tough one, too. Why? Look. Alan, to me, is the most manly of all of, all of them. Come on. He, Alan is, like, I would want to have Alan on Man Enough. 100%. Sure. Oh, I'm not saying Alan wasn't wonderful and all great and all that stuff. You think that most men relate to Alan? I think that a lot, I mean, we, we've we seen some of the commentary on, on online, a lot of the comments in our own. Let me make sure that I know who Alan, <laughs> let me just make sure we're talking about the same person. Uh, Alan. Michael Sarah. The short blonde. Ken's best friend. Ken's best friend. Who Ken who, never addressed. Who a lot of people are um, saying is gay or could be gay or represents gay. Mm-hmm. Um which uh, says a lot that the only male character who doesn't try and destroy the women is yeah, which is why gay. a lot of men are offended by it. So what you're saying is that if I'm straight um, and I'm not that, so in order to care about femininity, um, women, feminism, yeah. um, I then have to. It has to be a gay man. No, I, I don't think so. So Alan is actually not okay. Gay, he may not be gay, but 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 the the assumption that he is because he doesn't try and you know like oppress women, I think speaks to you know masculinity and internalized homo like the the, the, the sort of homophobia but that's the is because then when you have a lot of men who like brute strength who like playing football who like being a certain thing that's mm-hmm. okay to be they like wearing riding horses and fishing and yeah. all whatever it is that they think represents some masculinity that character did not represent that so that means to them so i 
in order to be on the side of women, for women, and want patriarchy to look different, I have to be that guy? I mean, Alan beats up like 20 construction workers. He's the only one who actually does show a physical strength to defend women. I get that. And protect, and protect women. But that's a far cry for you to say that uh, Matthew McConaughey wants to be that guy. I don't know who Matthew McConaughey wants. Or or would want, or that's the, or, or whoever, a lot. The thing, though, that was interesting about Alan is that a lot of men have told me about this feeling of feeling like an outsider within their own gender. You know, Alan, it's not as much like what he's wearing or what he looks like. It's more that he clearly wants the best for the Kens and the Barbies, but that he's an outsider to both groups. And I think a lot of of, of men feel that way, right? That they grew up seeing what masculinity is, is, is quote unquote supposed to be. And they're like, I'm not that. And I don't fit into that. And then I'm also, you know, I like women, but I'm not a woman. So who who am I? Mm-hmm. And and to me, what Alan represents is, again, who, who men could be, which is individuals, right? The whole line about there's only one Alan, Right. You know, and and he's the only one who actually like that. Uh, Helen Mirren, the narrator, says that. And he's the only one who ever addresses the narrator. So there's like a self-awareness there, too. Like, I, okay. again, I, I he, get that they wrote that character to be the one <laughs> or not. I don't know. I, that's my interpretation. You know, I just think for men. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of men that like the movie. But I think your average man who's taking issue with it, is that had they been represented in the movie and didn't require them, in order to be for women, you have to be more like Alan. You could still be, mm-hmm. you know, they could have, I don't think it did a great service for representing a man to feel safe and secure and like, oh, okay, I'm valued and I'm good as I am. And uh, Right. Well, it, it ended at the beginning of the journey of Ken, Ken going on that journey. And, but I agree, they, they don't show what, what sort of happens, but that's that, that's that conversation between him and Barbie, where she says, yeah, I, I want you to go f- figure out who, who you are separate from me. So, so she's kind of leading him, you know, towards and, 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 and sort of encourage him, yeah. you know, encouraging him to go on that. But I would love a Ken sequel where it's just about the Kens and, and those internal dynamics and internal, you know, again, it's, these conversations are hard. Right. Yeah. Um, I would be curious to see what happens. I, I like it. Be, look, no matter what, I like it because there's a conversation around it. Yes. The movie's out. No matter where you stand on it, you're talking about patriarchy. Mm-hmm. You're talking about sexism. You're talking mm-hmm. about whether you like it or not or disagree with it. And you weren't represented mm-hmm. in the film and you don't feel that represented true men necessarily that because even like Will Ferrell, who I love. Yeah. You know, all of those characters also were just like. One tone and superficial, and yeah, that's superficial. what women's characters to, have been forever. Yeah, but I mean, but that's yeah. all of them. And yet, there's a lot of men that are like, I wouldn't have been like that in a boardroom. Well, that's how like, I feel. Like, that's what the I, hell are we doing? But that's how women feel when they watch so many movies. So, so I think the role of of Barbie wasn't to represent men; it was to show men how women feel when they watch movies, and and how yeah, one tone and 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 sort of non, you know, the whole complex female character thing that came about a few years ago, you know, we didn't have complex roles and, and, and sort of complex characters. It was often very stereotypical. And so again, I'm happy men are angry, but that anger is not at feminism. That anger is at being treated the way that women are, are, are treated I and, agree. and having hopefully, but again, I understand but that don't it takes we want a, men to embrace the idea that it's okay to be a feminist. 
that it doesn't mean yes. therefore it doesn't mean this. And we've been doing so much work to be like, well, look, do you believe in equality? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then you're a feminist. You believe that women should have equal rights to men mm -hmm. and that they're as valued as us and they're as smart and wonderful and brilliant and seen in the same spirit as God is equal and all that stuff. Then you're a feminist. Do you want us to change laws so that they're not making less money than us and we're all equal? If you think that, okay, you're a feminist. Great. And some men are now going, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, I, I can stand for feminism. Okay, I'm good. And then they see the movie and they're not represented there. And then it feels like we're being dismissed as men. So how good did this movie, how good is this movie doing for your average man to further embrace feminism? To me, it's like, a you know, remember that social experiment that Jane Elliott did on, she did it on the Oprah show and then she did it, you know, in a bunch of different ways where she was treating white people the way that, you know, we treat black people. Right. And she started off doing it just with brown eyes and blue eyes in her, oh, in, right. in, in her classroom. And she was like, the blue eyed people are, you know, bad and the brown eyed people are good. And the, the blue eyed people get to leave class earlier and they get better marks for doing less work. Right. She's giving them an example of, 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 of truly experiencing discrimination. And you see them really fully have that, you know, the, the emotional breakdown and, and, you know, it creates that kind of empathy, right. That, that I would, yeah, I can't know what it's like to, to, to to be a black person in the world. But if someone did, I did actually a workshop where, um, with Rachel Ricketts, if people want to do these kinds of workshops, she's amazing, where she, she kind of does that. She kind of treats white people the way that black people are treated, where our comfort is not prioritized. Hmm. Um, we don't get to ask questions. Um, we don't get to sit in the same area. Right. And that actually, again, made me angry, <laughs> but if I'm able to sit with that anger and sit with that discomfort, I'm like, what am I angry about? Oh, right. I'm angry at inequality. I'm angry at discrimination. And this happens to people of color all the time. And in ways that I didn't see or notice or understand, but now that I'm literally experiencing it, it's it's like a different thing. So oh, I would okay. hope, again, I understand that at first you 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 feel defensive. I There are parts of the movie that didn't sit well with me, and, and I'm not even a man. But if you're able to sit with that discomfort and, and think about why you're uncomfortable, I think that you'll realize that what you're deeply uncomfortable is, 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 is again, with, with inequality yeah. and, and, and with oppression. And hopefully that makes you realize, like, I don't want anyone to ever feel this way. Agreed. You know, and, and to stand with women and for us to build a real egalitarian society and, and not build Barbie land. Right. Like people are saying, you know, Barbie yeah, okay. land is, is, is a matriarchy or it's feminism. Matriarchy actually is, is completely different from 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 patriarchy. It's, they're not inverted. It's fundamentally different systems. Yeah. And I think that people think, well, hi, you know, our world is patriarchal. So all we know is a world that's built around hierarchies and order and yeah. competition. And so we think if women take over, it's going to be order, competition, and women at the top and men at the bottom. But actually, it's a it's a whole different system. It's yeah. not a hierarchy. It's a circle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, motherhood tends to be at the center. And, 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 and that's the sort of locus of the society, which means that everyone is a parent, and, yeah. you know, and, and that includes men and children belong to everybody. And so it creates a, a world that's more kind and caring for the environment because sure. it's mother, it's a woman. And because we value women, we're going to treat her differently. And you could argue that one of the reasons why um, we are, we, we do treat the planet as a commodity and as something to extract and, and, and exploit and it's our own environment. Like we're, we're like trashing our own house it, it, because we, you know, if we called it father earth, maybe we would have yeah. more respect for it. <laughs> I think for me, if this movie, let's say it wasn't Barbie, 
let's say it was called um, whatever, mm -hmm. Plant. And it was the same movie, the same symbol, the same narrative, the same story about how there's this utopian world and we flipped it on its head and exposed it. And then now it ended up with this, you know, equal opportunity for all people movie. Mm -hmm. That would be great. It's we've taken a symbol, Barbie, I think, for so many people that has been seen as something that is not necessarily the best representation yeah. of humanity. And we've used that to tell that story. I think that's why it's, it's even more. It's not the story itself right. that word. But also, would people have seen that movie in such Maybe big not. numbers? Right. That's a fair yeah. point, which yeah. is why we did. Why I guess yeah. Barbie is used. But that's, I think, where there's some rub. Is mm -hmm. Barbie has been? I've been told my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbie is not rep. Does not represent us. Mm -hmm. It's actually women like yourself that have been like, no, don't call me Barbie. Mm -hmm. I'm not that. And now you're telling me. Call me Barbie, and this now represents me, and this stands for this, and that's really super confusing for a lot of men, I think, even for women. Mm -hmm. I know women in our office, some that are fully championing it, and some that are like, yeah, this is for tough sure. For I think there's also a generational gap. I mean, I, I know my, my, me and my mom, uh, you know, don't uh, see it the see, same. feel the same way. Right. And, and I think that it is not just about Barbie, right? That, that it's, I think that for women who are who are maybe older, um, there's a danger in fully embracing femininity in in that way. And again, fully embracing a symbol. I mean, uh, and to a certain extent, I think this was the reaction to some people being like, "Playboy's feminist now," and you know, or, or even female right. empowerment and fully, you know, owning your sexuality. I, I think is something that. Hmm. Uh, is very different from the the way that my mother feels about things, but sense. but so to me it's young girls seeing seeing themselves in in a movie that you know where where it is feminist but it's really fun. It's it's very camp too. Like it's supposed to. I think yeah, a lot of, of people it's, right. It's meant it, to be over the top. It, 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 exactly and. Again, I think the fact that so many people have had a reaction to it, I, I think all of the rea the reactions that we're having to it, none of them are wrong. You're listening to the Mad Enough Podcast. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Mad Enough Podcast. I think the discourse is great. I think there's some amazing things like her, um, the mother's speech. Uh, America Ferreira. Yeah, yeah. Her speech that she had said, I got to be skinny, but I also got to do this. Mm -hmm. I got to hold this down while also doing this. That mm -hmm. whole soliloquy right there was, my wife was sitting next to me and she was going, oh, oh, oh. yes, <laughs> yes. She was saying all this. Those were powerful moments. Mm -hmm. There's no way for me to take away the message that I gleaned from it. I think my only concern is just that it's coupled with a symbol that it took forever for us to get men to recognize that that is not the standard of a woman. Mm -hmm. So me as a boy and all my friends, you know the women that we were chasing? Barbie. Yeah. We were told that that's the perfect image. Right. Christy Brinkley's of the world, that was the image. White, blonde, skinny, pink, wonderful beauty. Black men too are told that's the prize. Not black women. Black mm -hmm. women are not the prize. Mm -hmm. They are, by the way, but they're not per perceived as such. Sure. And it's taken us all this time to undo that. And it's still not undone, but to now accept that, no, Barbie is not the standard, actually. And now we're championing other types of versions of women or all versions of women mm -hmm. and that Barbie's not the standard. And now I feel like the next generation that right now, 
my son and his friends are looking at the very, even though it was diverse, it still was highlighted in a certain way, the Barbie look. Does that now become a narrative? It's like, oh, that's the standard. Mm -hmm. That's the woman that I'm, that I want to meet. So if they would have done like black Barbie as the main character, would that, then you would be on board? If it was black Barbie or Asian Barbie or, (laughs) uh, sure, that would change it a lot. If that was what the poster was and that was the iconic ideal and they called her stereotypical Barbie, Mm -hmm. even though people were like, that's not stereotypical, that's what we're claiming. Oh, that maybe would have been a bit different, but it's still now going there back. There would have been an insurrection, I think. It, just given the, <laughs> there probably would have the been. reaction right. to Margot Robbie. We would have you January 6th know. all yes, over again. Exactly. I, I, I over get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm just saying that's what's conflicting for me. Okay. It's <laughs> conflicting for me yeah. for you to tell me mm-hmm. to call you Barbie, as I said in the beginning. But like, see, to me, is Barbie just... is like, I would call you Barbie. I'd be like, hi, Barbie, because that's what women— you call me BK. women Black Ken. I'm going to talk like that from now on. Black Ken. Okay. (laughs) To me, hi, Barbie is, is like, hey, like sister. Like it's, it's like a a weird sisterhood. Yes. You would have not said that a month ago. No, absolutely not. Which again, I think is really fascinating. And, and again, the, 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 the power of that movie. And, and for me, it was reclaiming, which again, I'm already pretty like leaning into feminine, you know, ideals, right? Of, 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 I, I'm, a, I'm a girly girl and I've always been that way. But I, I realized how much I would play that down in order to be taken seriously. Okay. And, and I was like, wow, that, and even this happened the day after I saw the movie, I had to go to the bank and, there was an issue and I was, you know, already kind of annoyed that I had to you know, go there and I am dealing with a bank teller and she's not, you know, being in- in- incredibly helpful and she has long nails and she kind of has that bleached, you know, sort of, you know, she's very, uh, this, was, this was in LA recently and so she's very LA, I'll just put it that way, right? Like maybe she's had a few surgeries and she fits a certain you know, sort of standard of femininity that 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 to me feels. I think before I saw the Barbie movie, I would say like you know over the, like a little bit over the top. And I met that. I mean, I'm waiting, and I realized in my subconscious, like I, I started hearing what was going on in my head, where I was kind of being dismissive of her. I was like, "Look at her; she can't figure out her stuff. She's kind of, she kind of like I was kind of thinking she was dumb because of her appearance and because she was leaning into these these you know." sort of this this very feminine way of dressing. And I caught myself and I was like, wow, Liz, like, but it wasn't, whoa. Was it just that? Yes, it was. No, it was. It was actually a, a very confronting moment where I, I realized like, oh, I'm, I'm slight, like, I'm thinking she's a little dumb. She wasn't acting dumb. She wasn't. Yeah. But in the movie, it starts, she wakes up perfect. Everything's great. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, everything's perfect. She floats down. She lands perfectly, gets in the car. Hey, everybody. And even the, the dialogue was not that elevated. Yes. So when you're saying, yeah, you're having issues, me too. I was like, is this what we want women to be? Even though they're in power here and obviously it's flipped, mm-hmm. women are, they have deeper conversations than just, hi, everything's great. I'm going to such and such. You know, I also got that feeling from it. I don't feel like had you woke up, I'm mean, like, no, she would have woke up and she would have been real. And she'd be like, how are you doing today? And um, what'd you do today to make the world better? Or um, get on this. It's not like just floating. It all, it all, I felt like it spoke to the very narrative of how we see what Barbie means. That's what I felt. But so why, that judgment I felt was, right. may but have why, been justified. But why do we 
perceive women to be superficial when they when, and and we wouldn't make that assumption if if a guy yeah we acts do that sure way. we do if a guy's come out he's like but guys aren't assumed to be more fluffy and superficial right even in the way that the, the movie right people say oh this is fluffy this is like a pink thing if some dude walks people are wakes dismissing up it because and he's of like, that hey dude what's up I'm just hanging out yeah dude where's my car like right that, and we say he's a, he's an idiot no, no one says I, no men say that's the guy to model ourselves after. I don't think that we treat. I don't think that we would dismiss that guy in the way that we would dismiss that. One hundred percent, of woman. course, because certainly sexism is hurts women. It, it doesn't hurt men. But but yes, but but when men behave that way, like an airhead, or not uh-huh. f- full of thought. Uh-huh. We don't try to model ourselves after them. We know they're idiots. Yes, but dumb and like, dumber, or uh, but watch know. any movie before like two thousand and five, and like women are just like portrayed in that way, and and again coming back to the bank teller, if my bank teller had been hot, I wouldn't and, and he was male, I wouldn't have assumed that he's dumb because he's hot. But because this woman had a certain appearance, I was assuming that she was dumb. Oh, okay. And that's the thing again. We don't do that. We do and and it's it's that's subtle. That's a real thing. Hold on a minute. It's subtle. So let me understand this. You're saying that men because I don't share this. Sure. Just because a woman is beautiful we think she's dumb? Yes. I don't think that's true. We assume that women... I think if a woman is... Um, unfortunately, this is wrong of men. If they're dressed a certain way or behaving a certain way, then we assume they're dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and, which is still unfortunate. But not just simply for being beautiful think... and walking in the room. A woman... how. I, I want, I mean, I do it. If there's a woman walking in with bleach blonde hair, she, let's say she has, you know, a, again, big boobs, um, and, and, uh, you know, has paid for them and she's wearing a really tight skirt. Like I'm going to think she's, and, and versus a woman coming in, in, in a, in, in a power suit that yeah. I'm, I'm going to think she, she's like, because of Barbie. And then maybe she'll prove me because wrong. Because of Barbie. Because but Barbie's because been portrayed. Because of how we view Barbie, it's not Bar. It's but it's, bar, not, it's, that's, it's us. Agreed. But because we've always portrayed blondes as being yeah dumb. So that's been the narrative sent to all of us. Mm-hmm. So of course that's the first. But thing But Barbie you think wasn't of. ever dumb. She did all these jobs. I mean, right? Like the fact that we thought we think Barbie is 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 a bimbo. It's just because she's blonde. Is, it, no, it's because she's a woman. <laughs> it's because she's a woman. I don't know if that's all accurate. Because even I'm realizing I'm so defensive and protective of Barbie and I almost don't even like you're probably right in so many ways. But it is so funny how I'm. Yeah, I feel so protective in, yeah, in, in a funny way. Yeah. Like it's but I don't even really know why. I, I, I think it's something that I can look at, too, because yeah. I feel like someone of your um, thinking, someone who is beautiful, someone who is super smart, who walks the world, who would a month ago have dismissed this idea who is now embracing it it's like whoa i gotta look into that there must be some truth there that i'm missing mm-hmm. um and i'm not talking about the fact that it's uh, um, exposing patriarchy that is great yeah um, i'm more just talking about the imagery of it and what it means but i am very very conflicted with this idea that that men think pretty women are well, dumb well women are assumed to be dumber period okay fine fine well i appreciate us talking about it because I think the dialogue itself is what's needed. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't know if my son and my daughter, the oldest ones, have seen it. I Who mean, did you see? Oh, you just saw it with your wife? Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, I want them to go see it. My mm-hmm. son's 20. My daughter's 33. Great. Um, 
So I think my daughter's seen it. I do want them so that they're friends and they're having this discourse. Yeah. Uh, my son may go and be like, yeah, dad, I didn't like that at all. And I'll be like, why? Yes, exactly. Like, why? Let's or, talk. oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I imagine that he's never going to say it because he's my son and because he comes from right. a household that we have similar, you know, shared agendas. But I do think that most people should go see it if for no other reason so that we can have a discourse, we can discuss what we're uncomfortable with. We can mm -hmm. discuss where there's some commonalities in, in areas. We can discuss why men do not feel seen in this movie. I think it's important because we do want change. And in order to be, to have change, we need men to feel seen. Mm -hmm. I don't mean make excuses for them. We need them to not be defensive. Yeah. Just like I want race relations to change. And I know by using a broad brush and saying white people are racist or white people are bad, I'm not going to get anybody, you know. Of course. So when you're like, okay, um, there's a lot of racism going on. Um, no, y'all ain't bad. There's some racism tendencies that you racist tendencies that you carry along with you. Are you willing to have this conversation with here? That's a yes. much different. Yes. And no, black people are not in the same position that we were 100 years ago or 200 years ago. Things are changing. I acknowledge that. But racism is still yes. very, very much a part of our society. Right. Same with this. And I feel like this movie might alienate a, a lot of powerful men that would champion it if they could see themselves in it. And I think that the Barbie movie is not anti-man. It's anti-patriarchy. It is. But because we are swimming in it, I don't think that men, and women too, but I don't think that men separate themselves from it. And that's what I actually I would hope would happen, is that you watch that, and again, you say, I don't like this. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. And it's like, well, then who am I? I did do right? that. Yes. I was able to do that. Yes. For and, the most part. Mm-hmm. I do think there are men that are doing that because I do know some people that like it and talk about it. Yeah. I think your average man, no, I think many men may struggle doing that. But I don't care if they struggle or not. I don't care if a man doesn't feel seen in it. Talk about it. Exactly. What are you, what yes. are you uncomfortable about? Why are you uncomfortable about it? Express your stuff. Yes. And then at least now we're having the discussion that yeah. you weren't having a month ago. Mm -hmm. You were just drinking the coffee like I am and mm -hmm. pretending to care. But now at least you're invested some, for yeah. some reason. You got something to hate. Mm -hmm. um, if you do hate it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the slogan? If you love Barbie, you'll love this movie. If you hate Barbie, you'll love this movie. Is that it? Oh, really? Something oh, like really? That. That's it. Yes. I think if you're, and again, I want to reiterate that there were parts that made me uncomfortable yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Because like, I know you. Right? That's great art, right? That 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 you're we're supposed to be critical and to and and to disagree and and to converse and hopefully you're changing. You know, I'm I'm making you think about something new, and you're making me certainly think about a lot of new things. And that's the point. Like, I don't think that we're all supposed to have consensus over the Barbie movie. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's great that we're talking about it. And I also don't think that we should make this movie the holy grail. Because I do think that it is we are, our Titanic. It, it's, it is we our are Titanic. starving for change. We're starving for people to champion, um, to champion something that changes the narrative of how women are treated in, in our world. And oftentimes, you know, if you haven't eaten in a long time, someone gives you a piece of American cheese. It's not really cheese, but it's somewhat cheese. You're like, damn, this cheese is good. My gosh. And you start waving around like everybody's got to eat this cheese. But the truth is, it's just a piece of cheese because you're starving for something. But once you are satiate, satiated, you know, now you're like, oh, I need some good cheddar now and I need something yeah. else that's more elevated. So I don't want to say that this movie is the holy grail, 
I think it's just bringing up some stuff that's because we're starving for conversation and we're starving for change that um, it's allowing for, you know, something. Yes. And, and again, that the reaction to it points to that starvation. And how bad it's been. That right? is a very good point. I hear that. For a lot of a lot of women and girls and, and how little Barbie. things there are for them to point to where they do feel seen. Yeah. And so, yeah, more bring on the cheese. Let's all remember is something you've reminded me of on this podcast, which I Please. didn't always do, which is remembering where everyone is on their journey. And that there are people who watch that who are 11-year-old boys who have never been told anything about sexism or who don't, you know, have never thought about it. And I've seen, I've seen my friend yesterday showed me a DM from a, from a teenage boy that he's kind of mentoring. And it was this super long DM of a, like, wow, I never thought about, you know, the way that girls are treated and like, it's how different it is for me to, and now I'm thinking about these things, right? There, you know, the America for monologue is a perfect example. For me, that monologue felt cheesy. Like I was like, okay, I've seen that on his, on an Instagram carousel, like in, you know, five years ago, but for, but, for some women, it was tears and, you know, a, a total tearjerker, right? So, and, and again, it's not that I'm advanced and they're not. It, it's just different things. But you're in a space that you might hear that a lot. There might be a lot of exactly. women that are there that are not in the space that you're yes, in every day. Yes, and I'm day. privileged in that way. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I think we can't underestimate who this is reaching and, and yeah, be like, well, this, you know, needs to be perfect or this needs to be more okay. feminist, right? Like, every, I think things reach people in the way that they need to be reached. And um, and yeah, maybe those people will eventually read a bell hooks. But I hear, you know. I hear that point. I do hear yeah. the point that what we don't want to do is you have an intention to make something that speaks about an issue that could possibly empower a group of people and also create change. And what we end up doing is find the 10, 20% flaw in it yeah, exactly. that now discredits the other 70, 80%, yeah. 90%. That's really great. Um, just like I might go give a talk tomorrow and I might have something really good in there, but someone might be like, oh, he wasn't articulate enough about this. He didn't know how to say this. He stumbled over his words on that. And it's like, what, did you not hear the spirit of what I was trying to say? Yeah, exactly. So I hear the point of like, what's the spirit of what's there and um, go Barbie. I ain't gonna call you Barbie. I'm gonna call you. No, no, I, you can call me Alan. What? <laughs> I'll be Alan. I'll be whatever. Whatever's about change, I'll be about it. Let me just try to get be better every day. I would if there was a Jamie doll, I would get it for my daughter if I had one. All right. Still His little you. little podcast mic, little earphones. I think this is a trick. Little coffee. I think women that are asking men that we can call you Barbie is a trick. No. <laughs> I get why that you would feel that way. Yeah. You're wondering. Let's fast forward two, yeah. three, four months. Now yeah. all of a sudden now it's fine. And my son goes out and calls mm -hmm. A girl, a woman, Barbie. No, 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 no. And some women might not want that. I mean, I'm not speaking yeah. on. I, I, I've appre I appreciate it. You can call me Barbie if all you right. see me. No, no, you're Liz, brilliant Liz. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this up. We know we did a um, episode just on Barbie, really, but we um, really did. So thanks for walking with us and allowing us to have yes. this conversation. If you like what you hear, you can check us out at www.manenough.com slash podcast or wherever you get your YouTube. podcast. You can see us on YouTube. Yeah, you on can YouTube. See yeah, if you want to see Jamie's um, pink flare, you can go to YouTube and um, watch this. It's fun. We have a great crew. They really do a Real great fun. job. Thanks for joining us. Who are you? I'm Liz Plank. And I'm Jamie Heath. And I am Kenneth. Thank you for listening to the Man Enough podcast, produced by Wayfair Studios and presented by Procter & Gamble in partnership with Cadence 13 and Odyssey Company. Hosted by Justin Baldoni, Liz Plank, and me, Jamie Heath. If you like what you heard, please follow us and tune in weekly as we undefine masculinity and learn in real time. 
Justin Baldoni, Jamie Heath, and Tara Maholtra Feinberg from Wayfair Studios, Mark Pritchard and Anna Saufeld from Procter & Gamble, and Chris Corcoran from Cadence 13 are our executive producers. Kayla Nicholson is our producer, Ashmi Elizabeth Dang is head of marketing, and Susie Landers O'Connell is our lead editor. Thanks for listening.